Hi, I'm Neve Ennis, transformation coach and host of your Tough Love Energy podcast. I work with women just like you who want greater clarity on where they are going in life. Together, we restore your confidence, we rebuild better boundaries, and we reconnect you with who you are deep inside. Using mindset, spirituality, and pure practical advice, I guide you and I equip you with all that you're going to need to bring about change in your life. We get you to that place to believe, to see not only that change is possible, but that it is entirely possible for you. What you're changing doesn't matter. What matters most is that you give yourself permission to do just that. So without further ado, let's jump right into this week's episode of Tough Love Energy. So let's get stuck into this week's episode of Tough Love Energy. And this week I have a question for you. Can we please make this the year that we learn how to say no? Can you remember back when, back in the dark ages, when we totally believed that by being all organized, by having our all our plans in place, our strategies in place, even our backup plans in place meant that we were totally in control of what could happen and how we would react to anything that might happen. Do you remember that time when we felt that we were the ones in charge? It was probably the same time that we were all terribly obsessed with having it all and with living our lives at the most frenetic and frantic pace. And it was truthfully how it was done. That was what we all saw happening all around us. And and we'd have to admit that most of us, by and large, were there for it. Now, if we have learned anything in these past 18 months, it's the fact that actually we have zero control over what happens in our lives. In what now seems like the blink of an eye, the world stopped It's hard to talk about this without using dramatic phrases and dramatic language. But, you know, on March the 12th, 2020, everything stopped. And the reason I suppose that I remember that date with such great clarity is that it was my wedding anniversary. But that date was the day that uh, that everything changed for us. We were in that moment and actually for quite a few moments since rendered totally powerless. Things happened that we weren't even even properly able at that time or this to fully comprehend what was going on. Schools and universities closed, business stopped, travel stopped. You know, there was no planes in the sky. We were told not just to work from home, but to stay there. And like all the restrictions that that we now know, both in terms of restaurants and hospitality and entertainment and just living, they were all enforced on us in quite a dramatic way. Families were separated in death as well as in life. And for me, you know, that to me, that will always be my my most abiding and my most shocking memory of that time were knowing and seeing pictures and, and hearing descriptions of people that had to die on their own in hospital or knowing that their loved ones were dying on their own in hospital. For me, you know, you might even hear it, but, but like I 
I still get emotional when I think about that. And probably and possibly it's because I have quite a bit of experience of, of having been there with my loved ones when they were dying. And the thoughts of being deprived of that are just are just too hard for me to, to comprehend. Anyhow, look, I don't need to go on. I don't need, you know, it's probably even still much too soon for us to remind ourselves of just what we had to adapt to what we had to give up and sacrifice. But suffice to say that things and routines and, you know, things, as I said, that we hadn't even considered up until that point or before that point were about to become a lot more routine and a lot more familiar to us. Much Much has been written about the ongoing damage and the fallout from the pandemic. But I want us here in in this short podcast to focus on the positives, on the good. And there was some good that we could take from it all. We were forced to stay at home. We were forced to slow down. We were forced to connect with nature and to reconnect with ourselves and even those we live with. We were really forced and there's probably no better word than forced because we were kind of, you know, nobody chose this. Nobody would have raised their hand and said, this is what I want to do for the next six months because it was just so unimaginable. So I can't think of a better word or a more appropriate word than forced, but we were forced to go inwards. And for the most part, we liked what we saw. And if we didn't, then we learned how we could fix or we could tweak or we could make adjustments maybe to things that we did discover that we didn't like. It mightn't have been, and and for all the reasons that I've already mentioned, the most ideal situation, but we did actually do really well and learned how to make the most of it quite quickly. So right now, As we ease back out, as restrictions start to get lifted and let's hope permanently. But right now there is a huge amount of nervousness out there. I am hearing this in all my client sessions. I'm hearing this within my private Facebook community, which, by the way, is the changing room if you want to come and join me there. Um, But like I'm I'm really hearing about the nervousness that is out there relating and regarding to the pressure of that people are feeling now of having suddenly or feeling that they suddenly have to say yes. Yes to all the social invitations. Yes to all the large gatherings and reunions. Yes to spending time in the company of people who deplete and drain you. Yes to situations that you no longer enjoy. You and I and we all have become so used to not having to choose or to make decisions. We've adapted to that actually with relative ease. We felt totally free to do what we wanted to do when we wanted to do it and all in the comfort of our own home. I do recognize and I have to add here that I know that that may not have been the case for everyone. Um, And so like I don't want to sound that I'm oversimplifying this. But now it's all change again. And now that we are, as I've said, readapting and getting back used to it, we're feeling more uncomfortable about that part of the process as well. So what we're talking about here is we're talking about, you know, 18 months ago, us feeling uncomfortable about being forced into our corner, being forced to go inward. Now at the other end of the the cycle, we're actually feeling that same nervousness again as we come back out of it. How then can you learn to say no? How can you learn to be able to um, 
to, to not feel or not succumb to the pressure of having to say yes to all these invitations that are coming back in the door. How can you stand in your own power, stand your ground and say no without upsetting, offending um, anyone else, but also by saying no to yourself, how can you do that in a way that's going to mean that you can continue to honor yourself? Now, it is far harder to break a habit than it is to create one. And think about that. It, it's true. Creating a habit, starting to do something can very often, not in all cases, but very often can happen unconsciously without too much thought, without too much deliberation. And before we know it, we've developed a habit. And if you think of the amount of bad habits that we all have or habits maybe that aren't necessarily so good for us, um, we can we can actually honestly admit that we develop them or they started without us ever really thinking about them. So bad habits can actually be formed and created very easily. It is much harder to break a habit, to stop ourselves from doing something than it is to create one. But use the natural break, the natural pause that you had for the last 18 months, that you were, and I really believe this, that you were gifted during those last 18 months and try and be observant and be so conscious and so mindful not to fall back in to repeating your old habits. Say no to the dinner with your group of friends that you just know are going to spend their time passing remarks about others, bitching about others. Say no to that dinner. Say no to the family gathering where you know that you and your career are going to be the butt of somebody else's slags or the butt of somebody else's jokes. Say no to that. Say no to going out for drinks on a Friday night when what you really want to do is to have an early night so that you have a fresh head to go hiking on the Saturday morning. Say no, even though you know that you'll be challenged on it. You probably even know that you're going to be talked about. You might even be guessing that you'll be criticized for declining the invitation. But honor yourself. Say no. Why? Because saying yes is not listening to what you want. It's not honoring your own needs. Saying yes is pleasing other people because you're just too scared not to. You're afraid of being judged. You're terrified of being abandoned. So you say yes when you really want to say no. That was how we did things. That is not how we do things anymore. And as I say, if we, you can make this the remainder of this summer, the summer when you learn how to say no, or at least even say to yourself that the, the second half of this year and you know for the next 12 months, you are going to get into the habit. You're going to create the habit of saying no. And I promise you, it's going to feel so good. Now, it's not just us mere mortals that are, are starting to push back, in case you think it is. Uh, you only have to look at Britney Spears and the ongoing coverage of her opposition of her, what is it? It's her decade-long conservatorship. Look at what, what she's doing, how she's standing up. Uh, look at Meghan and Harry, who are refusing to stay silent over the issues that they've experienced within the royal family. Look at the tennis player Osaka, who refused to compete at Wimbledon um, because of the, the requirement or the obligation on her to appear at press conferences. It's no coincidence to me. It is no coincidence that this is now happening, that we're starting to see more of this and that we're starting to see people be less afraid of standing up and saying no. Granted, 
there are a few admittedly unusual and quite high profile people standing up for what they believe. But all around me, I am truthfully witnessing people not wanting to go back to being who they were before all of this. They know, uh, as I know, that they won't have another chance to stand their ground in the same way or that they won't feel they won't be able to avail of that natural break and that natural space that exists before they go back or before they resume to being who they were with the bad habit. So you've had your chance. You've had the opportunity to slow down. And while you were slowing down, you were, you know, unconsciously, unwittingly starting to think about your life differently. And I believe that what was happening for so many of us at that stage was that we were reevaluating our lives. We were thinking, uh, we were thinking in essence about our values, asking ourselves, what matters most to me right now? What do I care about right now? Um, you know, not just even what matters most to me, but who matters most to me? Because before this pandemic, we were too busy, we were too distracted, or possibly we just didn't even want to think about it. But we had to. We did think about it. We now know the answers to most of the questions. And so the next stage is all about us maintaining these boundaries in our lives. No more people pleasing. So many of us understand now, well, we understand ourselves so much better. And as I said, we understand what matters most to us more. We understand who matters most to us more. You know, we understand all of these aspects of ourselves and what makes us, not necessarily what makes us happy, but what makes us content, what gives us joy, what lights us up. We've a better understanding of that now than we did before. And it's that that's fueling us on. It is that that I really want us to protect. And it is for that reason I really want you to start saying no. Now, whenever I raise the subject of boundaries or I say to people, look, you just have to start saying no. You know, people will will kind of look at me with the, an arched brow and say, you know, that's all well and good, Neve. But but, you know, how do I do it? How can I say no when I want to? That's always been the issue here. You know, it's one thing to want to do something. It's a completely different thing to have to do it. So a few small little suggestions, and these are only small given the limited time that we have here, that can help you to start even preparing or practicing saying no. And that actually would be one of my first tips. Practice it. You know, don't just wait for somebody to ask you and then say, oh, but, um, I can't or yeah, OK, see you there. Practice what you would reply. Practice what you're going to say. So you might say something like, oh, that God, if somebody invites you, say, to a dinner or to lunch or to somewhere that you just don't want to go to, you might think, OK, and um, that sounds like such a fun event, but it's not something I can do right now or if somebody invites you somewhere and you're caught on the hop, as as happens us all so often, just practice and be ready with the phrase. Can I get back to you on that? It's much better to ask for extra time or for more time than it is to say yes and then regret that you did, if you know what I mean. Another expression that you might want to use is I won't be able to make that evening, but do have fun and give Sarah, Mary, Josie, Paddy, Pat, my best. So what you'll notice there is you're not 
over explaining. You're not uh, you're kind of shutting it down pretty quickly in the most nice, friendly way. But you're making it clear that while God, that sounds like a lovely fun event, but unfortunately, it's not something I, I can do right now. Th- that kind of closes off, you know, somebody saying to you, why can't you do it right now? I I just can't do it right now. You don't need to explain to anyone why you're not available, why that night doesn't suit you, why you don't want to. And that's what happens when we get caught off guard. We go into the big, long explanation. Don't over explain. Don't feel the need to insert a long winded, clearly fabricated story. Think in this case, as in so many cases, that less really is more. Develop your, this habit or create this new habit by beginning with situations possibly that aren't that emotionally taxing. Um, for example, you know, you might if a colleague invites you out for drinks or something, you might start practicing there as opposed to practicing on your sister or your best friend or your mother. The better you become at saying no, the easier it will get. Nothing Nothing ever feels easy at the start, but when we repeat it, when we do it more often, it gets easier. And when it gets easier, we feel better doing it. And when we feel better doing it, we feel better about it. So just promise me, and this is your tough love energy homework. It's quite simple. When somebody asks you to go somewhere or do something that you don't want to do, say no. Say no by asking for a little bit of time. Say no by asking them, can you get back to them on it? Say no by saying, that sounds like a fun event, but it's not something I can do right now. And remember that when you're saying no, you're saying yes to yourself. And I know that's beginning to sound a little like a cliche, but it's true. Our people pleasing days are behind us. We're honoring ourselves. We're honoring the people closest to us. We're honoring and giving our time now to things only that light us up, that nourish us and that really, really make sense. Now, to help with that, I'm actually going to be launching a people pleasing quiz and I'll be adding more information onto that at the end. But it's to know and to recognize that this nervousness, these issues are coming up for so many people. So just don't feel alone on it because you're not alone. And let me know when you say no and how that feels. And I just know it's going to feel good. It's going to feel great. So thank you so much for joining me for today's Tough Love Energy podcast. I really hope that you found it useful. I would absolutely love to know and to hear what your takeaways were from this episode and all the other episodes as well. So come and find me on Instagram. My handle there is at one Neve Ennis or on neveennis.com. Let me know how it's helping you get tougher with yourself on going after what you want, what you desire, what you need. And also let me know how it's helping you be gentler when you get there. I'd also love if you went over and subscribed to the show on your favorite podcast platform, not from an ego perspective, I promise you. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could leave me a five star review, what this means is that more people will get to hear it. So I'll be able to get this podcast and all my other podcasts in front of the people who really need to hear it.
Also, just to let you know that I've developed a quiz just for you that's going to help you identify which kind of people pleasing type you are. Now, knowing this or having this information is really useful. I believe that I understanding our people-pleasing tendencies is at the core to helping us remove some of the things that are blocking us or getting in our way. So once you know what your people-pleasing type is, it's very helpful because it teaches you how to get past it, how to manage it. And I'll also be giving you some tools and guidance and mantras and affirmations to do just that. So I'll put the link in the show notes below here, but you'll also find it on nevenice.com forward slash quiz. Thank you and speak to you soon.